from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching, so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi guys, and welcome to this episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. This week we have Ashley and Jared from The Bachelor. We talk about a lot. We talk about the season of The Bachelor, the process of coming together behind the scenes of what you normally see and they schooled me on what movies I should watch. So make sure you listen and I cannot wait to hear your feedback. Thank you guys so much for coming on my podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. Okay, I want to talk about The Bachelor first because it's very relevant right now and I have a few questions and a few theories that I want to run by you. Okay, go for it. Okay, who do you think is going to win? Madison. Chris Harrison. Ooh, Chris Harrison one. always wins. He is the winner of all these Bachelor seasons. You want to know why? Because he comes Tell in, me. he works approximately four minutes an episode, roughly. <laughs> Tells everybody that it's about to be the final rose. And then when they leave, says, sorry, say your goodbyes. 
That's the true winner of every Bachelor season. But let's not say that Chris Harris doesn't work hard. He, no, works, he works very, very hard. hard behind the scenes, too. And he works very hard. you need to be very talented to I do can... what he does, especially during live shows. Okay, so I have a conspiracy theory because on my For You page, a girl saw Peter in Auburn, Alabama yesterday. Which is where Madison is from. Yeah, we heard. I heard this online rumor that Maddie and Peter were seen together. Oh, really? Yeah. This week? Uh, yeah, it's some game, something like that. I mean, I don't know. Literally, it's an online rumor. Chris I'm, Harrison yeah. says on the Women Tell All that even Peter doesn't know how Peter's season's going to end yet. He probably doesn't. <laughs> all these false rumors with the. I, he could be with the producer. He could be with Julie. Sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I feel like that too. <laughs> Honestly. Could I, he be with Hannah Brown? No. 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 That's the one. She got offered The Bachelorette and she turned it down. Yeah. And it, she didn't turn it down because she was with Peter because production would have known not to ask her because she was with Peter. You guys have been in this, The Bachelor Nation. Like, you've understood and you've been on the show and you know what's emphasized for TV and what's the reality of things. So I'm curious, what is just show and what do they dramatize and how much of it is actually real and accurate? I mean, a lot of it is very everything real is real. Accurate. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's fake. I mean, there are fake people. <laughs> yeah, sure, but in terms of um, like producers uh, creating a storyline and having cast just go with the story, even though that's not how they actually feel or what they want to do, that doesn't happen. But no. sure, yeah, of course. Like Ashley said, there's people that go on to the show with ulterior motives and an idea of what they want accomplished. Yeah. And there are people that just like will go and do anything that they think is going to make them look good. Yeah. They'll say things they don't mean because they know it'll make a splash. But ultimately the majority of the people that go on this show are going on the show for the experience and doing exactly what we did, which was uh, just trying to figure out how best to navigate uh, yourself going through this weird, crazy, experimental show. And then, of course, afterwards with getting thrown into the the public and, and having them judge you and, and, and talk about you. And um, so I, I think uh, the majority of people are just kind of uh, very normal in that aspect. How do you think it differs from when you guys were on Bachelor in Paradise? How do you think the show has changed? And would you come on now in this time where social media is more present than ever? Um, we were at a wedding this weekend for J.J. Lane, who was on our season. It was on Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette. And we had this joke with Chris Bukowski, who was, I guess, also kind of like of our generation. And he was like... I call our age the golden age of The Bachelor. It was the time where people signed up having not known the financial benefits of being on the show. Actually, because there was no financial benefits back then when we signed up, there was truly like you were on TV for a season and before Paradise, there wasn't another season you could really be on. And um, your time was over once you got off the show. So, you know, the most we thought we'd get out of it is, well, there was the chance of ending up with somebody in the very end, although that very slim. Um, and then there was just, like, self-growth, uh, making friends, traveling, and all that. We didn't know, like, these crazy opportunities that would be coming our way. Yeah. I mean, I would still do it today. Yeah, sure, me too. If they asked me. Yeah. I, I think it was my mindset wouldn't have changed because um, at the time, it's, 
the reason I said yes to the show is because I knew I would have always regretted it if I said no. It's just so much more pop culture now. It's crazy. You know, there's all these fantasy leagues, and it's Bachelor is so ingrained in our pop culture now. Uh, I think it's even crazy. more so than I've ever seen it before. It just gets bigger and bigger. I'm always so fascinated by that. Like, what is that environment like when you guys, for either side, you're surrounded by a bunch of people. I'm not talking about in paradise, but the bachelor or the bachelorette. And you're kind of competing to be with someone. What is that environment like with the other contestants? I mean, I think you just have to compartmentalize um, or do your best to do so. You have to understand what you signed up for, that it is at the end of the day a TV show, that you were surrounded by producers and cameras that are trying to make an entertaining product. And so I think a lot of guys just forget that. A lot of, or at least on my season, there were a lot of guys that would get mad at producers when they said, hey, you know, you can't see her right now. And they're like, well, I want to talk to her right now. And it's like, well, you can't. <laughs> and then they were like, well, this, this is ridiculous. Like, you're telling me what I can or cannot do. And in, in my head, I was like, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think that you were going to yeah. come on Bachelorette and just do whatever the hell you wanted to do, talk to her whenever you wanted to talk to her? Are you insane? And so that's great. I just never understood that. That would stress me out, like being in that kind of environment the entire time. And Bachelor in Paradise, it's just kind of like you go for who you want and all of that. Bachelor in Paradise is a little bit more like freewheeling. You have a little bit more independence. You're not on camera, like, all the time. Like, you are and you aren't. Like, you don't have a big camera in front of your face all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just as stressful. It's actually, I found it to be far more stressful because you can never just relax. You always have, like, a threat about to come in. Like, even if you make it through this week and the person that you want chooses you that week, like, you never know who's going to walk down the stairs and steal them away. <laughs> Yeah, well, you you said um, I think in an interview that uh, you're like a you were a character of yourself on Carica Bachelor in Paradise, a caricature yeah. because uh, they you were kind of made out to be the crying virgin. But well, I mean, I was a crying virgin. <laughs> but like that's what they that's what they emphasized you as, and that's how you were somewhat known for that. So when that became what you were known for, were you shocked how much that show emphasized that and did you expect that kind of reaction from the public? Um, I think I. it's always kind of fascinating to me that the show just is constantly seemingly thinking that virgins are some unique Unicorn. thing. Unicorns. Yeah, that you don't like right? find that often. Like they emphasize, it's like you've had a virgin on for like every season the past five seasons. Like obviously it's not that unique. So like, let's just get over concentrating so much on that. And I actually feel like this season with Madison, it, it's such like a moral thing with her. It's a religious thing that it's coming up now, but it doesn't seem like something they've been fascinated with over the past couple weeks. You know, when that happened with your season, I found it really interesting because like, you know, it's kind of like high school in that way. You know, a lot of people focus on the peer pressures of what you should and shouldn't do. So like how, how did you get through high school and college like that? Because I'm a junior in high school, and it's it's a constant subject, and I don't think it should be. So how did you do it? I didn't become really comfortable talking about it until I was on The Bachelor. So I don't really know. I mean, in high school, like, most of my friends are virgins in high school. Most most of my friends didn't, didn't have sex until they were in, like, mid-college years. But I know that's probably, like way above the national average or whatever. But 
I just never felt pressure in that case. And the Jonas Brothers, you know, they were they were great role models at the time. Yeah, with their purity was, rings. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, hey, I'm not alone. Like, those guys are in my same boat. <laughs> I know you, like, signed up for it technically, but is it weird having, like, the entire world, like, know your love life and know who you're dating or if you got rejected or if you're rejecting someone? Like, is it weird having the entire world know so much about you when you don't know anything about them? No, it's very normal. I don't even know. (laughs) I know you're being sarcastic, but it really never fazed me. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've always just liked attention. It never fazed me in the moment. You know, when we were down filming, you just try to, you know, stick to your gut and hopefully make the right decision. But, of course, afterwards, when it started airing, I would think about it a lot more because then everybody else started chiming in with their perspective on what I should or should not have done. Bachelor in Paradise, just watching it, it's like an emotional roller coaster. So I cannot imagine being a part of it. So when I know, Ashley, you said it was love at first sight when you saw Jared. When, Jared, did you realize, you're like, oh, like... Get, Got to get her out of the friend zone. Oh, according to his vows, it was also at first sight. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> he lied in the vows. I didn't lie in my I vows. know, I know. You're um, cutie. Yeah, I mean, I think when I first saw Ashley, there was definitely a, a connection there that I was struck by. Um, but I'm also, as Ashley knows, a very stubborn and um, uh, uh, adamant person to stick it to my ways. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I think that was a big deterrent. But uh, and then our love just grew over time, uh, you know, as we were becoming closer and closer friends. So it's really hard to pinpoint. But of course, I would say when I first saw her, it was a, a, a good place to start. And I think honestly, which is why a lot of Bachelor uh, couples fail is because, you know, you leave this show and, and you get thrown at so many opportunities and like that's your brand, right? You're, you're branded as, as a couple. And so I think a lot of people just spend so much time together and they don't develop uh, a strong enough foundation. So at time, you know, it just becomes so top heavy that at certain points it just it crumbles. I think Ashley and I became very lucky in hindsight um, that we developed such a strong friendship beforehand that we really know how to handle each other. She knows how to handle me better than anybody in this world. And I think I, I have a pretty good idea of how to approach Ashley in, in certain times of uh, tension or sadness. So if there is another Bachelor show where Bachelor couples had to come on, would you do it? We say that that they should do this all the time. I don't know how they haven't done it yet. It's really bizarre, especially with all the spinoffs that they're doing. Yeah. To have um, this coming summer, the summer games and Bachelor in Paradise and have them both be for singles is like kind of mind boggling and like shows like some sort of like, I don't know, it sounds bad, like a, a lack of creativity especially when their bachelor couples are the ones with the big followings and that people always want to have updates on. If you end up doing a number of shows and you keep ending up single, like people do kind of lose interest. Okay. So if there was a show, what do we think would happen? Would it be like couples doing things that would test their relationship? No, I think that would be To test the strength? So what kind of show would it be? I think that would be, I don't think that would be tasteful. And that would be like a little bit, isn't that like called like, tempt, isn't Temptation Island like that? I wouldn't like that. I think it should be like an amazing race thing where it's like the couples together 
show their strengths in like how they work together as a team to accomplish a mission. You should pitch it. Oh, I have. I would watch that. (laughs) Yeah, trust me. We've been down that road before. We did a digital series called What Now uh, with us, Tanner, Jade, and Nick, uh, which was a little bit of a look into the world after reality TV. And um, we're very proud of it. And I I think it's a very interesting concept because, I mean, from the number of times that people just ask us, you know, what's life after the show and, you know, Instagram and what we do for a living now. um, I think it's pretty interesting. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. So you guys do, like you said, you guys work from home and you do social media and you do other partnerships. Um, I'm always curious in like the behind the scenes of things. What is that process like to kind of develop yourself as an influencer and create a brand around social media? The people that follow Ashley and I are following us because they either liked Ashley or they liked me or they like us together. It's an extension of what they saw on the show. So I think True. it's really hard for us to pinpoint, you know, I mean, what people want to see of, from us is more us. I know that sounds very self-indulgent, but it's true. It's you know, true. If I, <clears throat> if I post th- about things that I that I'm passionate about, it, you know, people don't really care as much. But then I, I post a video of Ashley farting and people lose their minds. People loved it last week. It was like his Which most I'm very lucky watched for. Hey, video I of all time. That, I can post that stuff all the time, you know. But I think it's also because they follow us. It's probably a lot of people who are in relationships, uh, who are invested in our relationship uh, that, you know, they, they relate, right? They they relate to our relationship. So they see Ashley farting and they're like, oh, my God, I fart too. <laughs> The, I mean, the real, yeah. You ask a question that truly, like, we ask ourselves sometimes because we don't even know what people want to see, and we throw things out there, and it's always a test to see what works and what doesn't work. Apparently, farting does work, but it's really authenticity. The more you show, um, the more content that is relatable that you put out there, the more you're going to see feedback, positive feedback. Do you think you would be where you are now if it weren't for your experience on The Bachelor and meeting each other. Not. No, absolutely not. No, not at all. Um, I, 
I have no idea what I'd be doing, to be honest. I mean, I, I graduated from Syracuse with my master's before the year before being on the show, and I would be doing something in media, but I don't know if it'd be on the camera, behind the camera, in social media. No idea. Ooh. Jared would probably be still working in the restaurant industry. Still in roadie. Um, yeah, I mean, The Bachelor gave us a, a platform. Um, and so that's what really started it all for us, was that platform. And then everything just started snowballing. Do you guys have any, like, hobbies that people don't know about that would possibly be another career for you? Or I'm just you doing your free time? Um, I don't know that would be a possibly a good, <laughs> another good career. Jared just, like, he loves playing sports as much as he can. Yeah. Uh, he he part He's... Just joined a new uh, co-ed softball. Co-ed, league. that's right. You know, just recreational that's softball fun. league. Yeah, it is fun. I haven't played in a long time, and I miss playing. Um, so I just signed up for a league by myself, and it's been fun to play. Um, made some friends. Made some friends. Yeah, I love playing sports. Uh, it's my probably my biggest hobby. And if I were to consider it a hobby, like I'm just really into food. Um, I really like cooking. Um, we use our fresh pasta maker every week, and it sounds. I mean, like it's as much of a hobby well, as I can think of. Yeah, I mean, like, I love beauty stuff. I love skincare. And if I were to go Same. back... Same. Yeah, if I were to go back and do it again and, and not be on the show, I mean, I love media as well, but um, I would definitely wonder which path I would take, whether it would be media or whether it would be uh, derm, derm, you know... Wow. Dermatology? <laughs> or whether it would be dermatology, yeah. <laughs> it's It's that kind of day. It's a Monday. No, it's fun. I have this partnership with Dermalogica, and I was like, I can't get the word dermatology in my head <laughs> and get the word Dermalogica out of it. Um, okay, but yeah, so like, I also love movies. That's another hobby of mine. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, is that is movies and TV hobby? I, I would think know. so. I'm very intuitive. I mean, like a I movie like. critic? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like I know a lot about the film industry. Um, mm -hmm. Like a goal of mine would be to make a movie. So, uh, which I'm actively working on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I think that would be described as a hobby too. What is your favorite top three movies for both of you? And I'm looking for new TV shows. So if you have any recommendations. So I was actually just thinking about that. Uh, not TV your shows. favorite my, movies? My, my favorite movies because uh, it, it fluctuates. Um, but I always say The Social Network is my favorite movie. And I think at the end of the day, it probably is. Because uh, it's a movie that I could watch uh, 247 times straight and still not get tired of. Um, and I think it's very just a, specific. Yes, very specific. <laughs> I think it's just a masterpiece in filmmaking. And then probably my top three, as random as this is going to be, and it's obviously my own opinion, uh, but my favorite three movies are Social Network, uh, the 1978 Superman, the movie with Christopher Reeve. Okay. And then The Matrix. Because uh, I think The Matrix, again, uh, might be one of the greatest films ever made. And I'm definitely dating myself. Were you, what year were you born? <laughs> 2002, but don't hate me. I've wow. never seen any of those movies, but I'm going to tonight. I promise you. You were and born I will educate after myself. the first oh, well, Matrix came just, out. You can watch, wow. yeah, you can watch The Social Network. I don't know how much. Yeah, I mean, Social Network obviously is, is uh, a very, very you'll, you'll enjoy. Facebook. Oh, it's on Facebook. But yeah, damn, you were 10 when it came out. So it stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, uh, Justin Timberlake, and it's the story okay, about the creation of Facebook. <gasps> it's fascinating. Oh, I, I, yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. good. What did it come out? 2010? 2010? Man, she was eight. Yeah, you were eight. 
I was, wow. Um, I w- yeah. My favorite movie what is Titanic. You? Titanic is my top favorite movie. Uh, and then everything else I can't rank. I don't think I can rank, but I can throw the names out. Um, Pretty Woman, The Wedding Planner, When Harry Met Sally, Jerry Maguire. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So rom-coms. Oh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding would be up there that high. Um, A Star is Born, The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all times that I think is so underrated is Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, Jared's is oh. one of Jared's top five, I would say. Top ten? That movie is probably the reason I was on The Bachelorette. Wait, really? Yeah, well, Jared just wanted to be I wanted to be. Ryan I, Gosling I, in that I movie. I watched that movie in my room at my parents' house. Were you there in 2011? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Something so, like that, yeah. Point of the story is I watched that movie and immediately afterwards I was like, I need to get a new wardrobe. And so I went to. Uh, oh my God. He went I went to, I went to uh, the only Penny. the classiest place <laughs> in the Warwick Mall, J.C. Penny, and bought some new wardrobe. Lovely. <laughs> nah, Did you dress Express. like Ryan Gosling? I draw a very low budget version of Ryan Gosling in that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and then I started drinking old fashions, and uh, I would uh, I remember actively like practicing my pickup lines for girls at bars because he was just so suave where he's like, you know, you're doing this incredible okay, thing. What's your pickup being... line? Well, he, well, what he doesn't was use them line. anymore. Yeah, was key. He didn't know what if you, okay. I did not have a pickup no, line. Of course if you wouldn't. had, if you had a pickup line, what were they? No, I didn't. So my, what I did, it's so, so if I was at a bar and I saw a girl that I wanted to talk to, it's very funny. You can talk about it. Obviously, I didn't have a now. move, obviously. So I don't have a move, but I just, um, <laughs> Ashley knows this. There are times when I can be very, very insecure and be very down on myself. But I also find that if I'm comfortable, I can be also very confident in myself. And so I remember like at bars, I would be very confident. I remember I would I would project confidence. And okay. I would like I would always like yeah, then a girl would come up to him and be like, he'd be like, never mind. I don't no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> that would that would come later. <laughs> yeah, that would come later. That's what I'm saying. And so but I would always uh, try to make eye contact uh, in like very subtle ways and uh, always be smiling. And uh, it would always be like that weird like and then I'd always make sure I was kind of like around. Like if I finally like I could feel like some sort of chemistry between a girl and, my, and myself at the bar. Okay. I'd always make sure I was around for a little while, kind of like build upon it. And then I would, uh, um, I mean, sometimes I'd go over. Most of the times I'd never go over. I would honestly wait for the girl to come over to me. I'm such a loser. Yeah, um, Jared's definitely that I'm kind, which is why I had to go after him forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, but and luckily. And I still have to go after him even in our marriage. I know, but luckily, <laughs> sometimes they would come over. But then uh, sometimes I would go over and um, I would, I would, there would be no pickup line, no nothing. It would just be like, hey, what's up from Jared? I would try to I just. S- I can't imagine this, to be honest. Uh, I know. you. <laughs> uh, like any time a girl started showing interest. Then that's when I would back off, and then they would want me more because so hence of that. So why I had such a difficult time on the show. I'm such the guy who loves playing hard to get. It's and then it's just like wh- I want something, and once I get it, I'm like, ah, eh, all right, cool. On to the next, I guess. Okay, but then by the end, you Ashley played hard to get, and you got her. So yeah, what exactly. did you do? What did you do? I became that smiley, confident. 
Uh, every time I would see Ashley uh, or anytime I would talk to Ashley, I would be, con- you know, constantly reminding myself um, that you can't like it's going to sound very dumb, but like you can do this because I think there's I, I, and again, Ashley knows this. I think there's just I can get in long stretches of of self-pity and just wanting to be like in my room by myself, not talking to anybody and insecure. I'm the same way. But yeah, I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so I think I also am capable of being very confident and attractive and charismatic and charming. Um, and so I think I was just constantly trying to remind myself of be that guy. Be that guy, because you can be that guy. And if you're that guy, she's going to want to be with that guy. But if you're the self-pity and secure Jared, she's not going to want to be with him. And so I think I was just constantly reminding myself of that and putting on the, like a little bit of a facade, which is also what I did for The Bachelorette. Just put on a facade. Yeah. I, I, I don't preach this to anybody. I just, this is how I just do it for myself. I'm able to mask a lot of things pretty well. He always warned me. So he was I like, did. He was like, just letting you know, like I'm crazy in here. You just yeah. see the best part of me. This is before we were like officially I, together. I told her constantly, I was like, you don't want to be with me. I'm telling you. And she's like, you're insane. I was like, yeah, I know, but you don't know how insane. <laughs> and then I and then I married him. But and like, I was like, holy shit, you are insane. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what's so interesting. So how do you, when you're in those moments, how do you get out of your own head? Because that's something that I deal with too. And I'm I'm always looking for tips. Uh, I think perspective is a uh, always <clears throat> A good thing to remember uh, and try to uh, step outside your own body and your own mind and look at your situation as an outsider. And then you realize, oh, wow, it's really not so bad. And then also, um, you know, picture your what you're going through. Picture if your friend was going through that and what would you tell them to do? Because everybody can give great advice. It's just whether you can actually practice it or not. So I think that's another good tool. Be like, okay, well, if, you know, if Stephanie was going through the exact same situation I was going through, what would I be telling her to do? And then try to practice that. Um, and then also, again, uh, practice being confident. It, just like anything in life, you have to practice it. You know, it just doesn't come naturally. I don't believe that. I don't think good, uh, you know, positive mindsets and confidence, uh, I don't think that comes naturally to people. I think you have to practice it, just like any skill. Jared is good at, like, giving advice to, like, get yourself, like, out of a hole. And I am, yeah. like, good at projecting, like, a whole lifetime. <laughs> I agree with that. See? But, like, that's why you guys work. That's, that's, that's true. That's why it works. But The Bachelor has been happening, like we talked about. And I'm curious what your take is just on this season. I have found it to be a an entertaining season that has given me a lot of material to talk about. So to me, it's been a good season because I had to talk about The Bachelor as part of some of my jobs. <laughs> so there hasn't been much. I've never been struggling to find content to speak about. I think Peter yeah. has been uh, an interesting Bachelor. I think Peter seems like a really, really nice guy. And I honestly wish him the best. I sometimes wonder if maybe he was in over his head a little bit with being The Bachelor. Um, which I'm sure a lot of us would be. I can't, I, 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 <laughs> 95% of the people who would get cast as the lead would probably be in over their head. 
I think we've been very lucky that guys like uh, Ben or I would I would say Nick. I'd say even Colton. I think Colton was ready for the moment. Um, and so, yeah, Peter looks a little uh, wide-eyed sometimes, you know, where it's like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, which I can't blame him. He's dating 25 girls at the same time. It's an overwhelming thing. It is overwhelming. I'm yeah. surprised that, like, more people haven't been in Peter's shoes. I feel like a lot of leads have handled themselves surprisingly well. Yeah, let me clarify. I was talking about having a lot of content to talk about. I think I say that because so many people have had flack for this season. So many people have been criticizing him and the quality of his cast. I think there's been a lot of good drama to talk about. I think that as a fan base, people have issues with a lot of Peter's decision making. Especially with everything going on with Madison. I'm curious what your perspective on it, because that was a huge controversy. Jared and I both agree that if he really respected his relationship enough with with Madison, he wouldn't have gone on and slept with Victoria and and Anna and it's just like basically in in him deciding in him deciding to sleep with the other two girls, he was willing to risk his relationship with Maddie. Um, do you think? Okay, uh-huh. do you think it would affect his decision or change his decision if she had told him that she was waiting till marriage? So um, I asked him that at Women Tell All. I asked him that question afterward, and he said it may have. Uh, I don't. Hmm. I I don't know. What do you, I'm sure it would have. But here's the thing. Here's what it all boils down to. Madison, tell me. Told him before the fantasy suites. Yeah, it doesn't really she matter. Didn't want him sleeping with other people because it would have affected their relationship. And it doesn't really matter why she asked that question. I mean, it matters a little or bit why she asked that. But I mean, she still asked, right? And so she didn't tell him she was a virgin. He she probably should have. But. If Peter knew it was going to be Madison at that point, why would you sleep with the other two True. women if she asked? So either he didn't yeah. think it was going to be Madison. He thought he could get away with it. Or he thought he was, could get away with it. Or he just didn't care or didn't want to abide by her wishes, which I'm not saying is right or wrong, because if you reverse that, and if it was just solely based on her asking him not to sleep with other women, that is similar to what happened with Hannah and Luke. Now, obviously, the situation is completely different. You can't really compare the two because their reasons are are very different. Mm. Um, because, well, because <laughs> yeah. Madison Madison came from a place... It was more of their approach and less it was of so much the meaning approach. behind it. Um, yes, true. It was so much their approach because Madison yeah. didn't want to judge and she said, like, listen, hey, Yeah, it wasn't shamey. But the fact is, like, and here's the other thing. So I also, I've also heard this, the fact that Peter slept with the other two women because he just didn't know. He didn't know who he was going to pick at that point. And a couple things come to my mind. One, do you really need to have sex with someone in order to know if you're going to pick them or not? Like, you can have a pretty good gauge on the sexual tension you're going to have with someone without actually having sex. I don't know. That's my opinion. I could be wrong on that one. And then also, if going into the final three, you truly, truly, truly <laughs> don't know have an equal amount of feelings towards all three <laughs> then women. Just don't sleep with any of them. Don't sleep with other one, and I got news for you. It's, You're not ready to get engaged in a week. Also, it's going to bite you in the butt if you do sleep with one of any of the three women. If you sleep with multiple, if you sleep with a woman in the fantasy suites <laughs> that you don't end up engaged to, you're going to have problems after the show. So Maddie may make it seem like they're going to have problems continuing the show, but like 
ask anyone who slept with multiple people in the fantasy suite before, like six days before getting engaged, they have issues because it's like, why did you sleep with that person if you knew it was going to be me? Yeah, that's a good point. I think, do you think it's possible to be in love with three different women? Because that's what he said. Or no. do you think it's just infatuation? <laughs> I think it's infatuation. I think it's infatuation too. Well, I'll tell you something funny. So apparently, tell me. when we were doing the post interviews um, after Women Tell All, he told me in Access Hollywood that he didn't know who he was going to pick going into Fantasy Suites Week. And then... Five minutes earlier, he told Lauren Zima at Entertainment Tonight that his front runner from week four continued to be his front runner throughout the rest of the season. Huh. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, kind of talking to him outside both ends of his mouth there. But I also okay, want to so reiterate which... what Jared says. I mean, there's a, Peter is a very sweet, wonderful guy. He's probably too sweet for this process. Well, it must be so emotionally draining because you have an emotional connection with all of these people. And then yeah. you have to decide in a week if you're going to marry them. That's good TV, though, I will say. It is great TV. No two ways about that one. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my oh, podcast. Thank you for having I, us. It really means a lot, and I know how busy you guys are, so thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah. It's it's an honor to be on the youngest person to have an iHeartRadio podcast. Yeah, it's pretty, podcast. pretty amazing if you ask me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe. You write a review if you'd like. You could also follow me on Instagram at itsammyj. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And make sure you follow Ashley and Jared on their socials. Make sure you subscribe to their podcast. And also, stay tuned for next week because we have Liza Koshy and it is a very special episode. See you guys next week. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 